So here's how I began. I was a tiny cherry pip in a blackbird's beak. The blackbird dropped me in an orchard below a town called Naples, and I fell to earth. After a while I grew into a fine cherry tree, blossoming wonderfully every year. Until one winter's day, a raging storm blew me over, and the next thing I know, I am nothing but a piece of wood, a branch in a pile of other branches, waiting to be burnt. And that would have been that. There would have been no Pinocchio. But, as luck would have it, along came an old woodcarver. He was whistling away as he searched through the pile, and talking to himself. He picked me up, turned me this way and that, peered at me, smelled me even. This will do very well, he said. Cherry wood, the best for carving, just what I've been looking for. He looked about him nervously. No one's around. No one will notice, will they? He tapped me with his knuckle, knocked me, against a tree. Yes, you'll carve perfectly. That was when I spoke my first words. I'd heard a lot of speaking in my life, so words came easily. I'd just never needed them before. Excuse me, I said, but I do wish you wouldn't keep knocking me about like that. It hurts. And carving me up, I'm sure, will hurt a great deal more. I don't like the sound of that one bit. He heard me. I know that because in his surprise he dropped me onto his foot. When he'd stopped hopping about, he began to search around, wondering where on earth the voice had come from. Anyway, you can't just steal me, I went on. All right, all right, he said clapping his hands to his ears. I, I will pay. Here, look, I'm leaving a coin for you on the woodpile. And with that, he tucked me under his arm and legged it. All the way I kept shouting and shouting, begging him to take me back. By the time we reached his house, I had been shouting so loud and for so long that I'd lost my voice completely. All around the walls of his house hung the tools of his trade. Chisels, planes, hammers, drills. I was terrified. To me, they were nothing but instruments of torture. But when I tried to protest, nothing would come out. Not a squeak, not a whisper. Then I saw the lady, sitting by the fire, staring sadly into the flames. Carissima mia, said the woodcarver. See what I have for you, my darling. She turned and looked. Not another log, she sighed. How many times have you tried before? I want a real boy for a son, not a puppet. But this is the finest cherry wood, carissima mia. And when I touch it, it has life. I feel it, I smell it, I can almost hear it. You'll see, my darling, with this piece of wood, I will make you at last the son you have always longed for. Geppetto's wife shook her head, and I could see there were tears in her eyes. You are the kindest of men, Geppetto, and I love you, because you never stop trying, you never stop hoping, 
But it is hopeless, I tell you, hopeless. We'll never have a son of our own. And again she turned her face to the fire and wept. Geppetto, the woodcarver, took down his tools from the wall, rolled up his sleeves, and wiped his nose with the back of his hand. Then, looking down on me, he said, I will make a boy of you, block of wood. I will make a son for my darling wife and me. So lie still and be good. It won't hurt. I was terrified. I tried to yell, I tried to screech, but no sound came out. So, of course, he heard nothing. But I need not have worried. Geppetto was right. It didn't hurt at all. It felt as if he was tickling me. My hair, my ears, my forehead, as he worked on them, chiseling them into shape, they simply tickled. I wanted to giggle, to laugh out loud, but I couldn't. And when he made my eyes, I couldn't move them either. Not at first. All I could do was stare at him. It's rude to stare, you know, he said. I knew a little boy once who stared, and he picked his nose too. He was called Pinocchio. There we are. That shall be your name, Pinocchio. Now for your nose, which you should never pick, because that is ruder even than staring, and Carissima Mia would not like it. Geppetto had trouble with my nose. It seemed to be too long for my face. But he didn't want to risk cutting it off altogether, so in the end he left it too long, something I often blamed him for later on. Children often blame their fathers and mothers later on. It's quite natural. The real trouble came when he made my mouth. Now I could giggle and laugh, but not out loud yet, because I still had no voice, you remember. But inside, I was killing myself laughing, if you know what I mean. It tickled so much. The face was the most complicated part. That's what took the time. After that, the neck, the shoulders, the stomach, the legs, the arms, the hands, all came fairly easily. I could see how excited Geppetto was, how delighted he was with his handiwork. At last, as I lay there on the table, arms and legs outstretched, staring up at him, he stood back, hands on his hips, smiling down at me. You'll do, Pinocchio, he whispered. You'll do. Then he picked me up gently in his arms and carried me over to where his wife still sat gazing into the fire, brushing her tears away. He set me on her knee, took her arms, and put them round me so that I was cradled in her lap. One large tear fell on my cheek, and suddenly I could move. Suddenly... My voice came back to me, too. Mamma! I cried. Papa! Pinocchio! They were both so happy. Mamma held me up higher 
and then hugged me to her. They took a hand each to help me walk, but after going once or twice around the room, I didn't need them any more. Within moments, I was walking on my own, a little wobbly, maybe, but not falling over, not once. Then I was running, running all around the room, skipping with joy, jumping over the stools. I could do the splits. I could do somersaults. I could stand on my head. Our brave little Pinocchio, Geppetto cried, catching me up and setting me on his shoulder. We have a son at last, a boy of our own. And together, my new mamma and papa took me out into the streets to show me off to the world. As words spread about the town, everyone in Naples came running to see me. He's not a boy, they shouted, pointing at me and mocking me. He's just a puppet, a puppet without any strings, maybe, but a puppet nonetheless. He can't talk, they cried. He can, Geppetto told them triumphantly. Say something to them, Pinocchio. Of course I can talk, I said. I can walk with no one holding me, I said. And I did. I can dance, I said. And I did. Tap dancing was easy with wooden feet. I can do somersaults and handstands too. They were amazed. Everyone was. But they didn't stop laughing at me. And what was worse, they laughed at Mama and Papa too, who I could tell was so proud of me. 